welcome to Little Seeds of Faith, a podcast where children help read a treasured Bible story, and we get a chance to explore and talk about the lessons we learn. Hi, my name is Joni, and I love reading. My most treasured book to read is the Bible. The Bible has great adventures, love stories, stories of hope and truth, and most importantly, stories of faith. Hi, welcome to Little Seeds of Faith. I am here with somebody special today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Melissa. And hi, Melissa. And how old are you and where are you from? I'm seven years old and I'm from Australia. That's very far away from me. Uh, And you're going into summertime. It's warm there, whereas we're getting cold here. (laughs) Melissa, can you tell me three interesting things about yourself? I love reading. I play violin and piano, and most importantly, I love God. And you love God. That's a great, great thing. Um, I think we all love God, and we're so thankful for everything He's done for us. And I think today's story has to do with something extra special that God has done for us. What are we going to read today? Jesus' birth. And the story about Jesus' birth. I think it's important for us to read and to know how it happens. He has a very miraculous birth, doesn't he? Yep, he sure does. So today we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2. And we're also going to read a little bit from Matthew chapter 2. We're going to put the story of Jesus' birth together. Because in the Gospels, there's four different books, and they all tell a story of Jesus. But they all have different bits and pieces that they pick out from it. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to put the story of Jesus' birth together. Um, using two of the Gospels, both Matthew and Luke. So are you ready to begin to read? Yes. Great. All right, so I will begin. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by the statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will Give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and this kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? Then the angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative, Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who has called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. So we're going to pause right there real quickly and talk just a little bit. Melissa, if you're okay with that, we can take a quick pause in the story. Can you tell me what just happened in your own words? Um, Angel Gabriel came to Mary to tell her that she was going to have a baby 
And she had to call her Jesus? Him Jesus? Yeah, that's right. The angel comes to Mary and tells her of this plan that's going to happen. She's going to give birth to a boy, and she's going to have to name him Jesus. And the angel also mentions Mary's cousin, Elizabeth. And that's a whole other story about Elizabeth, who is childless, and she's pregnant at the same time. Do you know who she's pregnant with? Um, I actually can't remember. John the Baptist. Do you remember that name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, John the Baptist. So uh, Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, is now is pregnant with um, another miracle baby. And his I mean, John the Baptist was very important. So after Mary is pregnant with Jesus, she goes to visit Elizabeth. And we're not going to read that story today. Um, but she goes and stays with Elizabeth um, for a couple of months. And when she comes back, she Joseph, her who she's engaged to, is waiting for her, right? Yes. Okay. Let's continue reading and see what happens to this story. Okay. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and then she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. So that's a quick little part there about when Jesus is born. And so can you tell me quickly about... Uh, why Mary and Joseph are giving birth to Jesus in a manger? Because there was no guest room available for them. Yeah, they had to travel from their hometown, Nazareth, to Bethlehem because they had to be registered. Caesar Augustus wanted to know who everybody was and where everybody lived and get a list of and a number of all the people. So Joseph, who was from, his family is from Bethlehem, had to go back there. And so he wasn't the only one. So there's tons of people that had to go back to Bethlehem. And so when they were there, there was no place for them to stay. And so they ended up staying in a manger. And Mary, who was quite pregnant with Jesus, ended up giving birth to him in a manger. What is a manger, by the way? Do you know what a manger is? Um, like a little cot. Little cot, yeah. Mary gives birth kind of like in a barn, right? And lays Jesus in a manger. And that's kind of maybe where uh, the animals would eat out of. Maybe the hay would be there. It would be a soft place yeah. uh, to, lay, to lay a baby, a newborn baby. In the story, it showed like it was a barn inside and there was animals in the corner. And then when you go there, there was like a little thing filled with hay. And that's where they put Jesus. Yeah, they probably found the softest place they could in the barn and laid him. Now, that's not an ideal place to give birth. I mean, that's not where you'd want to give birth to a baby in a barn. Probably not. But it's interesting to think that Jesus, this is where he was born. He was born in such a lowly place, but we know that he's going to be the king of the whole world, right? Um, but he's born and laid in a manger with all of these animals around him. It's kind of interesting to think about. Shall we continue reading? Okay. Okay. So, so in the same region, 
So in the same area of Bethlehem, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David a Saviour was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in a cloth and laying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favours. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord had made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. All right, let's talk about this part a little bit. So now we have Jesus, a new baby, laying in the manger, and out in the fields, the shepherds, right where we just read about, would be the shepherds are out in the field watching over their flock at nighttime, and they all of a sudden they see something. What do they see coming up out of the sky, coming down from the sky? They saw a bright star. They saw a star, and they saw an angel. Remember, the angel came and told them about, the angel came and told them about a baby who was born, and not just any baby. They say, a savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. And so here they're told about the special baby that was born. It says, suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts. What's a multitude? I'm not sure. I was about to ask you what a multitude was. <laughs> yeah, a multitude is lots. Like you multiply something. I don't know if you're doing uh, quite doing multiplication in math yet, but multiplying is when you just get like five times five times five. So it's like a... You get so many. It's a big number. Okay. So there was a multitude of heavenly hosts. So there was a great number of angels in the sky with the angel. And what are they all doing? They're all praising God and they're singing and they're saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. So it's not just Mary and Joseph. They're so happy that this baby is born. Also the angel and the heavenly hosts are so excited that the Savior has been born. So that's what we're re we just read about. And so the shepherds, do they just go to sleep and say, oh, that was great. We got sunk to, to sleep tonight by these angels. Is that what they did? They reported back. Yeah, they, the shepherds go to um, Mary. They go and find baby Jesus laying in the manger. And they're just so happy that they do it. And they go and tell everybody else that they saw this baby who was in the manger. So we're going to read about some more visitors that come see the baby. 
Okay, you ready to continue reading? Yep. Okay, this next part is in Matthew. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he? He has been born king of the Jews. For we saw his star at its raven, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. I'm going to pause there just real quickly before you get reading. Why would the king be worried when the wise men go to, say, go to him and say, who has been born king of the Jews? Why would you, do you know why that King Herod would have been a little bit worried? Um, because he wanted himself to be the king. Like he didn't want any other king. That's right. He only wanted himself to be king. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to be king. My son's going to be king. No one else is going to be king over the Jews. This is my job, right? So he's a little bit, as, the, as I read, he was deeply disturbed. All right. You can continue reading now. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, Because this is what was written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Right, yeah, that was what the wise men tell the king. And so we have read um, the prophets and we know that this is a sign that this ruler is born. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent the wise men to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go worship him. You think King Herod wants to go worship this baby? No, he's just trying to get it. Yeah. And like, kill it and so he's not the king anymore. That's right. So after hearing the king... They went on their way, and there it was, the star they had been they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. Then they saw the star. They were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house they saw them. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so the wise men, who were being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. And there we have the story of Jesus' birth. Thank you so much for reading that with me, Melissa. You did a great job. Thank you, and you're welcome. So... Melissa, when we read that story, is there a part in the story that excites you? Um, when Angel Gabriel came to Mary and how God uses his messages to deliver good news. Yeah, those are exciting parts to think that an angel could come to you and talk to you. And How do you think Mary felt when the angel came to her? I think she felt a, like, a bit scared or something in the beginning. 
Yeah. I think you, I think you're right. I think she would feel very scared at the beginning. Um, and then at the very end of what we read, when the wise men came to her, we read that she treasured all these things in her heart. So I think she found lots of comfort and the people coming and talking to her because she had a hard road being Jesus' mother. She was quite honored to have that uh, position. Uh, so let's see. More than the question I had asked you. So who shows faith in what we just read? Is there a certain characters? Mary, because she trusted in God. Yeah, Mary. She did. She trusted in God wholeheartedly, didn't she? Do you think it was easy for her? No. Yes. Yes. No, I think she had a hard life um, with, you know, being not married and pregnant. It could have been hard. Um, but she did trust God. She trusted God with everything that she had. So is there a time in your life that you had to trust in God or be extra courageous or have extra faith that you'd like to share with us today? When I had to perform in front of people. What were you performing? I perform karate when it's grading and I perform violin and piano. Yeah, so you were, you had to go up on a stage and play the piano and the violin for people? Yep. So that was hard for you to get up there and do. Were you nervous? Yeah, because at first I was like really nervous, but after I did it, I was all right. That's usually what happens. We really worry about doing something, but as soon as we do it, we are like, oh, we're all right. Um, and did you feel like you had to trust the God that was going to take care of you during that time? Yeah, I trust in God and I could do it. And you did it. And I'm sure you played beautifully. Um, and so... Do you have two questions that you would like to ask about the story we just read? Yeah. First one is, who came to see Jesus when he was born? And my second one is, how did they know Jesus was born? Yeah. So we, ha- we read about two different, pe- two different groups of people that came to see him, and they both found out two different ways uh, about how he was born, right? Yes. Yeah. Great. Good questions. And before we close off the podcast, I always ask, what would you like to share? Words of wisdom, a fun fact, um, or a joke with us today? A fun fact. A fun fact. All right. Give it to me. We here in Australia have crocodiles. And you over there have alligators, right? Yes. How do you tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? How do you? By their teeth. All alligators have their teeth facing down, but crocodiles have their teeth facing up and down, like us. See, our top teeth are facing down, but our bottom teeth are facing up. So do you have to get really close to a crocodile or an alligator to figure out what they are? You can also just see by pictures. By pictures. Okay, so I don't have to like go examine their mouth to find out if it's a crocodile or an alligator. No. No, okay. Because some of their teeth are going out of their mouth, like... Okay, so yeah, they're coming, they kind of go over their lip a little bit, so I don't have to get up close to them. Thank you for sharing that fun fact with me. I hope I never get close enough to find out really what they are. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for reading with me today. It was so much fun. I think you could take over my job um, when I'm done. You're a great reader, so thank you. I hope this podcast planted a little seed of faith in you today. If you would like to read with me, go to wcfoundation.org. Click on the Little Seeds of Faith icon, scroll down, 
and there you'll find a spot that says apply here. Did you know that some of our outreach programs help those in financial, medical, and emotional crisis? Bad things happen in the lives of many. We believe in helping those who have stumbled. This includes assisting in the cost of emergency medical procedures, help to those who have lost employment or those facing a sudden challenge due to emotional difficulties. If you would like to donate, please visit wcfoundation.org and look for the link Invest in Faith.